All right, glad you're with us. Happy Friday. This is interesting. Somebody just sent this to me. Bed Bath Beyond stock has collapsed a whopping 36% after they canceled my pillow. Hmm. Guess conservatives have buying power. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Glad you're with us. A lot of ground to cover on the show today. You know, I want to start with this. Um, We have spent an awful lot of time on this program over the years explaining why we end up being right and so many in the mob, the media, end up being wrong. I've told the story more than a few times about my experience when I was a local host in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, it happened to be the year that I moved up to New York to start the first day Fox News went on the air. And it was after the Summer Olympics, if you remember, in 1996. I'm often reminded because in my office, a year-end edition of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution says, 1996 was a great year. The Olympics came and Sean Hannity left. It's always nice to be honored by the city in such a way when I when I arrived four years earlier then mayor actually became very friendly with he since passed away maynard jackson he welcomed me to his city which i thought was pretty cool um anyway so it's it's just interesting to me that the the experience i learned is i'm on the air and all of a sudden fits the profile of the lone bomber if you haven't seen clint eastwood's movie it's worth watching and because, and this was the guy we all thought was a hero and saved lives, which ultimately it turns out he did do. And that, but the media rushed to judgment and they said, well, because he lives with his mother, he fits the profile of the lone bomber. And they turned this guy's life into just a living hell. I'm, I, look, I'm convinced he probably, the stress of it all, you know, probably half killed him. He died at his, a young man. I think he was 44. Just a tragedy. And it turned out he was a hero. Just a sad story all the way around. But I was on the air when it broke, and I'm like, okay, so what? He lives with his mother. And I'm just, that, that doesn't mean he's a domestic terrorist. And everybody racing, and just, I mean, it was an onslaught for this guy and family and the mob, you know, camped out in front of his home. You know, no due process, no presumption of innocence, not even, not even a glimmer of uh, presumption of innocence. It was just everybody, they thought they had wrapped this up and figured this sucker out. They didn't. They were wrong. Turns out they were wrong. And, you know, over the years, that lesson, it really, it it served me well to learn it that early in, in my career because I've applied it in a lot of cases and we end up being right in the mob, the media, they end up being wrong. Uh, I can give you some high profile examples, you know, the Cambridge police acted stupidly uh, or what happened in Ferguson. Hands up. Don't shoot. Remember that never Darren Wilson lost his job and career, but there were multiple eyewitnesses that actually had had testified and confirmed and corroborated Officer Darren Wilson's story about Michael Brown. And then you have the Freddie Gray case. That was in Baltimore in a rush to judgment there. I remember saying very early on, uh, it is not going to work out the way everybody thinks with the convictions everybody assumed was coming based on what rush to judgment, no due process people were saying publicly. It's irresponsible. You raise people's expectations of, of a certain outcome, and when it doesn't happen, they claim, oh, the system's corrupt. 
when in reality it never was going to happen. They weren't being straight, and they just ran with what they thought was their good narrative, often sadly for political considerations. I had my sources on the ground in Ferguson, Missouri, telling me that there were eyewitnesses on the record, not public yet. Remember, sources, I don't reveal my sources. I'm a member of the media, member of the press. And that helps me get a story that nobody else is getting. The same thing in Ferguson, Missouri. I had law enforcement contacts that this is not what they're saying it is. And it gave me, and I, I, I go my own way. That's what I mean when I say I'm independent. We go our own way. We do it in our own time. We did the same more recently with the election. I followed the things that I thought, you know, really need to be discovered. Oh, partisan observers couldn't observe. Well, that's what the law says. That's the law. The consent agreement in Georgia. That is, you know, you buy, you can't bypass the state legislature and have two standards for signature verification. The Constitution in the state of Pennsylvania, the U.S. Constitution, that state legislatures ought to, are, are responsible for the voting systems or the laws in Wisconsin and Michigan against early voting, for example. And we, we stayed focused on these issues. Um, and I'd listen to what everybody else was saying. We did our own research. Sometimes we're a little, late in reporting, but I, I wasn't going to go with something that I myself didn't have confidence in was accurate and true that I had verified and vetted myself. So, and, and it happened with Duke lacrosse. I mean, I was watching a 30 for 30 on ESPN on Duke lacrosse that show 30 for 30 on ESPN is a great show. And it brought back so many memories. And I actually took the time at one point, I didn't rush to judgment and Again, I had sources. I do my own research. Uh, I do my own investigations, and I I don't follow the mob. And I went out there and was one of the few people on TV that was raising a lot of questions that nobody else was raising. And I learned pretty early on there's no way this happened. Now, it was sad in that case because the kids ultimately had to prove their own innocence. And thank goodness there was an, an ATM machine record with a video uh, there was when when one of the kids went back to the dorm, uh, they literally use a card and it recorded that he had returned home and it was his card and other people there verified. Yes, that was him. And he wasn't there at the time in question. And that this didn't happen. As the allegation said, you had professors rushing to judgment and taking out full ads in the newspaper parked outside of where these these college kids live. Their names dragged through the mud. The family, you know, has to go through hell. I mean, it's it's awful. And I just I just don't rush to judgment. And every single time it has served me well. UVA is another case. And every single time we're separate and apart from the mob. Russia, Russia, Russia. That's another case on the on the first impeachment shift show. Well, if the standard is that you can't have a quid and a pro and a quo, okay, we, I think we're the only show that regularly pointed out that all of the, quote, witnesses happen to be either hearsay witnesses or opinion witnesses, and that in that case, ultimately, there was only one fact witness, and that testimony was exculpatory for President Donald J. Trump, which is, no, he didn't ask for a quid or a pro or a quo. He said, I want nothing. The exact words. Meanwhile, Joe's on tape. And I'm like, well, if you're going to apply the standards here, why don't we imply the standards in, in uh, 
to Joe Biden, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. Uh, and that's investigating my zero experience on Hunter. Of course, the media didn't, you know, want to hear that truth either because there was like a they were they were out there and they got their impeachment. They weren't going to go through another Mueller failure for investigation into Russia, Russia, Russia. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No apologies from a lying media. Conspiracy theories spewed everywhere, here, there, and everywhere. They they're just they're so corrupt. They lie with abandon. And, you know, now they want to be the arbiters of what you can hear and read and who they're going to cancel and shut down if you're not part of their propaganda stream. And I'm not, and I never will be. Well, here we go again. That's why, what was Jonathan Turley saying about snap impeachment, right? Jonathan Turley warning all of us about the snap impeachment. What does the articles talk about? Donald Trump, his words at the rally, the 6th of January, the ones where he said, many of you will peacefully, 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 keyword, and patriotically march to the Capitol to let your voices be heard, that speech. And they're saying, well, that directly incited what happened at the Capitol. There was no investigation. There was no due process, no presumption of innocence. No, it's let's have a one-week impeachment with no hearings, no evidence presented, no defense offered, and let's just go with it and then dump it on the lap of the U.S. Senate. And I was reporting, I guess it was last week or the week before, I don't remember, all runs together in my brain, uh, how, in fact, even now, CNN and the Washington Post are to say, well, investigators are beginning to believe, and real court records now show that investigators think that, in fact, a lot of this was planned ahead of time. Well, I have in front of me, I picked the two most liberal, one most liberal newspaper, one of them between the New York Toilet Paper Times, the Washington Compost, and fake news CNN headline on the Washington Post. Oh, my goodness. It says pipe bombs were found near the Capitol on January 6th are believed to have been placed the night before. Fake news CNN pipe bombs found near the Capitol on January 6th were placed the night before FBI says. Well, hang on a second. Well, doesn't that take the narrative that it was the rally where Donald Trump said, I know many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. I thought I thought Donald Trump incited this, quote, insurrection. And you want to talk about double standards? Well, of course, we have, I'm going to take Trump out tonight, Maxine Waters, and you get in their faces, you create a crowd, and you follow them into the grocery store, you tell them they're not wanted anywhere anymore. Or Kamala Harris after the, police precinct was burned to the ground and the riots in Minneapolis. You know, she's out there helping to raise bail funds for the people that are in were responsible and involved um, in that insurrection or riot, depending on word, what words you might like. Seems like the word of the, the month happens to be insurrection. And so if you apply the same standards, wouldn't it apply to Kamala Harris? Wouldn't it apply to Maxine Waters? Or Chuck Schumer on the steps of the Supreme Court threatening Gorsuch and Kavanaugh? Wouldn't it apply to Nancy Pelosi who applauded the, the, those that stormed the Capitol in Wisconsin and she praised them? Uh, wouldn't it apply to, to Joe Biden? Uh, and I'm going to take him in the back of the gym and beat the hell out of him. Imagine any conservative today saying, I wish I could take Joe Biden to the back of the gym and beat the hell out of him. What the, would the response be? Well, probably and should, in my opinion, 
result in a phone call or at least a visit from the Secret Service for threatening the life of a president or any elected official. That's why I keep saying we need a 9-11 style commission to see that we can never allow this to happen again. It can't happen. And now that we know the pipe bombs are found near the Capitol, believed to have been placed the night before, according to the FBI, well, that means that they planned it, they orchestrated it, and that it wasn't directly uh, uh, connected in any way. It was planned ahead of time. And one story saying, yeah, they actually, they entered from the front and the back simultaneously. How did we miss, how do we not have people, law enforcement ready when a few hundred thousand people you know are going to be marching over there? This can't happen in this country. It's not about politics, but that's all right. That doesn't stop Ocasio-Cortez from trying to say that uh, uh, Ted Cruz tried to have me murdered last week. Is that, is that irresponsible rhetoric too? Yeah, it is. And this is where we find ourselves in this country. Talk about an information crisis in this country. You know, just the latest example. And the, this is why Republicans should not be any part of this. Now they're saying, well, maybe we'll censure. No, you got to censure the president. Then you got to do it to Pelosi, to Biden, to Kamala Harris, to Maxine Waters, and every other Democrat, Chucky Schumer. Apply the same standards and stop rushing to judgment. The country's been put through four, almost five years of hell and lies, and they just continue. The media, there's no truth in them. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Scammers are using news of the second stimulus, by the way, to steal Americans' personal information. Every single day, all of us were putting our information at risk on the Internet You need to protect your good name, finances, reputation, credit score. And that's what LifeLock.com is all about. Now, some of these scams include, you know, oh, we're going to get you your we're going to get you your COVID relief payment faster or fake checks or unsolicited messages, uh, email or phone uh, claiming to be from the IRS. You click on the link and guess what? You're downloading dangerous malware or you're part of a phishing scam. LifeLock sees the threats you'll miss on your own. They'll scour the, the dark web to see if any of your information is for sale there. If you, they detect your information, you get an alert. And if your identity is compromised, they have restoration specialists that will fix it for you. Now, very low annual rate. Now you'll save an additional 25%. Just go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Hannity or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Protect your good name, credit, credit score, identity, with LifeLock.com, promo code Hannity.